0: what's going on everybody welcome back to the frantic thoughts podcast your bi-weekly show where i sit down and chit chat about various things that i've been up to video games movies entertainment and i just basically just shoot the shit with you guys and i've been doing this show for over two years and hopefully i do it for a million more (laughs) so what's up guys it's been a couple weeks uh, the last episode was with uh, my good pal my good buddy uh, blink blinkum and I really had a good time with that episode it had a really great reception so I appreciate all the kind words that came out through that episode um, it was an awesome one to do uh, I like that guy he he has just like a really like chill personality and chill persona and it's really nice to talk to him so I had a blast doing that episode and everybody just had nice things to say which makes my heart full (laughs) every time I do one of these episodes so yeah I mean last couple weeks have been kind of just like uh, pretty standard I'm not gonna lie lots of work just bullshit in my face constantly when it comes to work but like dude I just had some bad experiences like I've been working my butt off and then I got called on my day off from somebody saying I didn't do something and then I, me having to try to explain to my boss that, yes, I did, in fact, do some stuff and blah, 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 just arguing or whatever. And it was a pain in the ass. So, I mean, like, I mean, the hurricane came through, right? So, we had a hurricane coming. We thought we were going to get hit really bad here. Uh, I live about 30 miles north, maybe not even that much, maybe 20 to 25 miles north of Galveston Island. Um... If you could find me, you could find me and uh, come and murder me, I guess, because I, you know where I live. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, it's just a small town. It's a little podunk town in Texas, uh, uh, southeast Texas, and we thought it was just going to get like completely destroyed with the hurricane, because this thing was a Category 4 uh, Hurricane Laura before it hit land landfall last week, and we were all pretty scared like a lot of people were panic buying stuff and of course i work in retail so a lot of people were in there just stocking up in a bunch of shit making sure they were ready for the inevitable gigantic storm that was going to cripple us all so i was actually pretty nervous i get nervous in these situations quite a bit because a lot of things could go wrong you never know what's going to happen when mother nature comes through you know and uh Stricks you down with her wrath or whatever, you know, like It could be anything from hey, we got some flooding and everything was fine besides that or hey a tree fell on my house and Destroy half of my property or hey my car got flooded blah 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 You know It could be any number of things that could happen in a hurricane situation like that because it's a natural disaster and you can't really call What's gonna happen? So of course I have severe anxiety problems. I always have my entire life like I wouldn't maybe not severe I guess it depends on the situation but I have a lot of anxiety and I get in my head quite a bit so of course I was a little scared of the situation not really knowing what was going to happen and come to find out we really didn't get a whole lot here we just got some rain barely any flooding no damage what I what I saw whatsoever and I think everything was kind of fine you know at the end of it but of course the build up to it for work was insane we were doing like 12 14 hour shifts i do that a lot of times anyway i do over 10 hour shifts but when i hit the 12 to 14 hours you know when shit is popping off you know so i mean it, w- it was a pretty rough week man like i was so just burned out by the end of last week that i was just kind of like chilling just playing some video games and And stuff like that. I did have an opportunity to watch a couple of things like these news events that came out for video games. Like, we had Gamescom opening night live, I guess it was like about a week and a half ago at this point. And there was some pretty interesting things there. Like, nothing like earth shattering, but hey, some cool looking games. Some game updates like, uh, what was it? Fall Guys Season 2 which has, like, a medieval theme, you know, stuff like that. But I wasn't really blown away by anything. Like, honestly, guys, they had all the summer events. Like, we had the PlayStation event, which I really liked. They had the Xbox event, which actually had some cool stuff in it, too. But everything spread apart like it was this year. just kind of made it not feel, like, as awesome, or the hype wasn't as there as it is when you have, like, this three-day experience with e3 the build-up to e3 used to be such an awesome thing and i feel like we haven't had that in so much so much time like even last couple years wasn't even that crazy or anything like it was cool we got some cool stuff for e3 but it hasn't been like super hyped up and i kind of live in the moment i kind of live for those hype moments i love that stuff and this summer just kind of felt like cool there's some awesome stuff along the way like there was some great stuff that i'm super interested in playing but it kind of just felt very protracted very long-winded and it just kind of kept going on forever and i was like man this is a lot and it keeps going <laughs> you know so it was cool that the games come opening night live i really love the presentation i think jeff Keeley has an eye for presentation when it comes to like laying everything out and making it look like something that's worth looking at you know and getting getting stuff presented well there was a lot of awkward moments in that thing i i I thought that the game lineup wasn't that insane they showed this really cool indie game where you kind of break down stuff they showed like that movie or no not movie that game 12 seconds has like a nice actual like hollywood acted voice acted cast and i thought that was pretty cool and Besides that, it wasn't, like, anything crazy. Like, the biggest thing I came out of that whole entire thing with was the LEGO Star Wars game actually looked pretty badass and funny. I always know those games were good, like, at least somewhat solid and people played them. But that trailer for, like, the actual, like, saga, it shows all nine Star Wars movies In the lego style with a lot of inside jokes and little poking at the camera and stuff like that i think i'm gonna pick that game up i i don't normally play a lego star wars game or lego game in general but what i saw there i was like dude this looks so awesome so i i think that's going to be a definite definite pickup like early next year um a playstation 5 which hopefully Comes out and we figure out the price point for some day, some Because we still don't know the prices. Or when they're coming out for any of these consoles. And it's September. So what is going on there? I don't know. It's just been a weird year. But anyway, Star Wars was awesome. But you know what else really was awesome and really hyped me up? Was there was a lot of rumors, right? All year. For a Mario... 3d remaster trilogy or remaster like collection and the collection was said to have mario 64 mario sunshine and mario galaxy in a three pack for full price 60 dollars and be remastered on the switch and of course a lot of people's expectations start going crazy we knew that it was going to be a remastered or like at least an upres version of these games and of course everybody's brain goes, "Oh my god, they're going to remake them all in the Super Mario Odyssey engine." But nobody ever actually said that in any of the rumors. The rumors were like, "Hey, this is a 3D All-Stars collection. We're going to have these three games together in a collection on the Switch in HD." And that's what we ended up getting. I uh, literally, I think was it yesterday? It was yesterday. No, it wasn't yesterday. What's today? Yeah, it was yesterday. It had to have been. It was yesterday when I recorded. Okay. I'm recording this on Thursday, so I'm trying to be like, oh yeah, yesterday. It happened today for me, yesterday for you guys. Anyway, they had a Super Mario Brothers 35th anniversary direct and they had a lot of cool stuff in there. They had a Mario Kart game, which is like a, a actual physical Mario Kart. You can drive around your house. Definitely won't work in my house with my cats or my dog. I think they would freak out if I actually brought something like that into the house. So that's a no-go for me. I think it's a cool idea and cool tech. But definitely not. Basically, you set up like these goal posts, and then you have real-life Mario Karts, and you can race. It's a cool idea. And it's going to sell like hotcakes. People are going to buy the hell out of that, but that's not for me. The thing that is for me, though, is that collection I talked about earlier became a reality. So on Switch, we're getting Super Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy in a three-pack for $60. And something cool happened, right, for me, personally. I thought the collection looked pretty nice. I was going to buy it anyway. I love those three games, and having the convenience just popping in one cartridge and having all three right there ready to go is great for me and I think $60 is a fair price $20 for each and the two newer ones are up res in HD and 64 is cleaned up and it's still 4 by 3 but it has a nice resolution and it's gonna look great on a modern television which Super Mario 64 does not look good on a modern television if you just play the actual console so it's nice to have, I don't have any of these crazy upscalers, I don't have a Framemeister, I don't have an open source scan converter, anything like that. I don't have a modded Nintendo 64, nothing crazy like that to like, you know, put it on a modern TV and make it look good. All these games kind of look a little blurry on a 4K TV. So it's going ni- to be nice to ha- have that in a collection, put it in my Switch and play through three classic and amazing like Masterclass in-game play video games there all i want on my switch it's gonna be nice for me i'm personally i'm excited and i sent the trailer to my mom because she's kind of interested in getting a switch and i was like look they're, they're doing this collection this looks awesome and then we're talking i'm just chatting to her on facebook messenger and i was like haha it'll be funny you know you can get it for me for an early birthday present and then she literally sends me the money for the game like within a few seconds like a minute or two and then she's like here happy birthday I'm like my birthday's next month but okay thank you (laughs) so I went ahead and pre-ordered it with the money she sent me and uh, basically I'm turning 30 next month and my mom is still buying me Mario games all these years later which it's kind of cute and kind of makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside thinking about and it it was pretty awesome moment for me so that's gonna be nice I I got that coming um, I didn't it was a gift So that's awesome and I'm going to be playing the hell out of those Mario games. It was a super hype Nintendo Direct for me. They have Mario 35 coming out which is a 35 player Super Mario Brothers original like, you know, game. You all try to play through the game and if you do good you send bad guys to other people. It's kind of like Tetris 99 but for Mario and that's going to be super sick and I'm going to play the hell out of that too. And it was just a really nice moment yesterday. People tried to like denigrate it like downgrade it make it seem like oh they had criticisms okay i'll say that much the criticisms are warranted when it comes to things like this but when somebody is excited about something it's kind of a dick move to sit there and try to make them sound like an asshole for actually being excited about something because really you're just being a dick at that point in my opinion like Say, I'm sorry, if, I'm sorry if I sound pretty blunt. Usually I'm not this blunt. I'm usually pretty positive when I talk about this stuff. But, like, I'm super excited for this Mario thing. And then instantly, from, like, four different sides and four different chat rooms, people are just negative about it instantly. And I'm just like, dude, it's Mario. It's going to be amazing. What are you guys talking about? These games are freaking masterclass in gameplay and style and movement and... World and setting and I I know a lot of people don't like Super Mario Sunshine. I love that game It has faults, but I still think that's one of the best Mario platforming games Like at least 3d wise that came out it would be easily in the top three for me I think Mario Sunshine is very overlooked and I feel like it's often hated in Reasons that are kind of annoying. I, I think that it's not perfect game by any means It's the least perfect Super Mario 3d platforming game but i always have a lot of fun with it and i think it's just a really solid game has amazing music and an extremely catchy soundtrack really fun and addicting gameplay and i think it's the most unique mario game and that's why i like it so much i think it's just a really charming and wholesome game to like play through so when i hear people complain about this collection and I get the complaints because they said it's going to be a limited release. They're going to stop, you know, selling it after a certain point, kind of like the Disney vault. That is a valid complaint. And I don't know why they're doing that. It feels kind of fishy that they're doing that. And then, of course, people expected so much more. They wanted like this complete and utter reimagining and remaster of these three games for the Switch. But hey, nobody had ever ever really said that i think speculation got in people's heads like they wanted this thing to be way more than it ever was going to be nobody had ever said this was going to be a complete from the ground up remake and if they did they didn't really know what it was they were speculating on rumors so knowing what this is seeing what it is i'm pretty excited about it and i can't wait to get my hands on these games For the second time or third time or fifth time that I've played them. Of course, I've played them multiple times each of these games. But they're fantastic. And they're absolute classics to me. And I'm excited to just jump in and just be Mario for a little bit. Forget the world. Kind of sit down and just have a good time collecting stars in these games. I'm excited. So, definitely going to be picking that up. It's going to be day one for me like I said it was a gift which is awesome of course I love my mom and she didn't have to do that but hey that that was awesome so yeah that's pretty much been my week like I had some shitty things happen at work but you know that's just how it goes but we got Mario we got things to look forward to man this has been kind of like the coolest like hall fall hall fall fall holiday for me <laughs> we have Tony Hawk, which I'll talk about in a minute, that's literally just came out. We got the Mario remasters, like two weeks after they got announced, they're coming out. And Crash Bandicoot 4 literally comes out next month, a little bit before my birthday as well. So basically, we're getting like a triple threat of like nostalgia fest, and it's been awesome. For me, I love that stuff, and it makes me super excited to be a gamer, and it makes me look back and just smile and gets, Puts me in the good mood like it, this stuff just kind of like nostalgia I know it's kind of like they like tingle the balls of your nostalgia like ooh come here You know they, they like they tickle them a little bit. They're like, oh your nostalgia balls are tingling Okay, I'll stop with that analogy, but you see what I'm saying they they do that but I actually kind of appreciate that and It just puts me in a good mood, so I'm, I'm super excited for this Mario thing I know this has been really long-winded, but hey, there's other games I've been playing this week or the last couple weeks, so let's sit down and chill out and talk about what I've been playing after this little short break. i've been playing a lot more fall guys surprise surprise that i've been playing more fall guys (laughs) i mean dude it's my addiction i think this is my favorite battle royale game now and it's silly goofy easy to jump into i've talked about it a couple times on here but yeah i got a few more crowns in that game they added a couple more mini games and it's just a good time it makes me feel good inside and i love it So I, besides Fall Guys, though, I've been streaming. So honestly, I cannot say I'm a streamer. I don't think I'm ever going to actually be a streamer because I don't think for myself that I could commit to an actual schedule. And that's like the number one priority for streamers. You know, like most people, you know, who stream or at least I know will have a set day a week. They'll do like, oh, I'm doing Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays or I'm doing Mondays and Fridays and Wednesdays, you know whatever i don't think i could do that because just the way my life is i don't think i can commit to a specific schedule but i have been enjoying the occasional stream especially the last couple month, like month and a half or so i've been doing a stream ish week give or take just kind of when i feel like it when i feel like getting the setup going and something just kind of you know gets in my mind like hey i want to stream this so I streamed two games. I streamed Sludge Life, which is this weird, quirky indie game. And then I decided to sit down and stream a bit of Dark Cloud. Because I'm not going to be, like, like reserved about this. I am kind of picky when it comes to games. So you guys will hear me on here. I'll be like, dude, I love this game. I love this game. This game was dope. I had a badass time with this game. And the reason that is, is I'm very selective with what games actually end up sitting down and playing, right? So what I decided I'm going to do, at least going forward, is try to dive into genres and styles of games that I normally wouldn't try, and then either streaming them or trying them on my own time. So Dark Cloud was the one that came up the most. I tweeted on Twitter like, hey, I'm looking for some games that are not really in my style. like." rpgs jrpgs stuff like that i don't really like turn-based stuff i i haven't been able to get into that since i was a kid and had a lot more time i feel like as i got older i got a lot more impatient with that style of game because i have less time to play games so why am i going to sit here and grind out an rpg for hours and hours and hours when i can play an action game and get more satisfaction quicker you know that's how i kind of am now in modern times i know that sounds like a really negative way in a negative light to look at rpgs i think they're fantastic games there's a reason people love them so what i decided to do was get some suggestions for games that are not really my style something turn-based something rpg jrpg and people kept recommending dark cloud to me so i was like okay i've kind of know what dark cloud is i think it's like a turn-based action rpg like there's something about city building in it But I really hadn't seen much about it. I know I had some people stream it, but honestly, I really haven't seen much gameplay for this game. I didn't really know 100% what it was, and I decided, hey, Blind, bought it on PSN, it was on sale, jumped jumped into it, and played on stream for the first time, Blind, and, you know what? The game was actually kind of cool. I was surprised that I liked it as much as I did, and... It wasn't what I expected really at all I knew it had some action RPG elements to it but it's basically a management sim with an action dungeon crawl system it's a roguelike which is another thing like I didn't expect basically you go into dungeons and you have to try to kill these bosses and collect items to build out your town and there's a thirst mechanic, there's a health mechanic, there's a weapon repair mechanic, and you gotta manage these things as you're traversing these dungeons, killing these bad guys. The combat's a little janky and feels a little dated at this point, but I was getting my my grips with it. I was coming to terms with it as I was playing. But, personally I th- I, I thought the game was kind of cool. I played about two hours or so, something like that, just in the very beginning of it. I know this game's like 30 hours long or so. But, I don't know. I'm probably going to go back to it. I'll probably do another stream eventually down the line the next couple weeks and play some more uh, when I have some more free time. But yeah, I think the game is actually pretty fun. I think the music's great and the atmosphere is charming. I think the artwork looks great for the time. The graphics are nice and I think it plays pretty well. And it's a game that's kind of surprised me a little bit. So that's a good first impression for me trying to like get out of my comfort zone. For these games because you know me i like the arcade games i like the action games i like games that are indie and slow but are more narrative focused when it comes to that style of game so i don't really stick into like an rpg mechanic type of game or management type of game so this game is actually a good jumping off point for me and who knows i'll probably start trying some more rpgs down the line Um, I've tried Chrono Trigger a few times and I know I'm going to like it. I love, I love, 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 love. I think my favorite fiction is time travel fiction. It's usually hokey. It usually has a lot of plot holes and things like that. And I know Chrono Trigger is just based around that. And I know I'm going to love the storyline and I just never really give it a full hearted chance, you know, at winning me over. I know I'm going to like it when I play it. And I've told people before, I've played RPGs in the past. i played Final Fantasy VII, VIII, IX, Legend of Dragoon. I loved them on the PlayStation 1 when I was a kid. I just devoured those games because I had so much free time back then. I could just play through an entire game, not stress about it, just grind and grind and grind and have a good time. And nowadays, I just feel like I'm always under a time pressure for everything in my life. So I'm just, if I'm sitting down and playing an RPG and I know I have to put like 50 hours into an RPG, I'm going to stress out more knowing I have to grind and grind and grind and worry that it's like wasting my time. So spending 35-ish hours in like a Last of Us 2 didn't feel like a grind to me because... And it didn't feel like it was wasting my time because it was this very compelling narrative with a really engaging storyline. I just said the same thing in two different ways. And (laughs) really fun and engaging gameplay that kept me coming back. And basically it was like a page turner. I wanted to keep playing it. So when I'm going into an RPG, the storyline is like the world is ending holy shit you gotta save the world right and then i'm sitting here like okay let's save the world let's keep going through the story oh there is this impassable moment you gotta go back and grind for 10 hours or you can't get past this part it's gonna really bum me out so it's a thing with me and i know a lot of people feel the same way about rpgs but i do want to go out of my comfort zone i don't know how crazy i'm gonna go out of it but I want to try some different games and see if anything sticks. And so far the one I've tried, Dark Cloud, I've liked. So that's not a bad thing. I think it's good times. So yeah, I did play a couple more things. I have jumped into Fallout New Vegas because it's the Quicksave Club Game of the Months the last two months. Played about six hours, 5-6 hours of that recently and it's Fallout. It's good. It's fun times. I'm excited to talk about it with the guys. I'm going to try to get through a whole playthrough. I, I thought I would put more time towards it. I still have, like, basically this whole month. So, I'm sure I'll beat it again. But, yeah, I've played this game a couple times in the past. And I loved it every single time. This is, like, maybe my... I think this is my third playthrough. And it's a fun game. It has a great atmosphere. I think it's a little better than Fallout 3. I still love Fallout 3. And I love that style of game. See, this is, like, a Western RPG. And it's more action-based. And that really appeals to me. So, see, that's the difference between me and my personal taste when it comes to RPGs. But, yeah, Fallout New Vegas has been pretty cool. I'm excited to talk more about it in the future. Uh, I'm playing some other smaller things here and there. But nothing too, like, crazy. But, guys, guess what came out yesterday? Well, today for me. It literally just came out. Um, Put a couple hours in already. But, yes, the Tony Hawk HD 1 plus 2 came out, and it is sublime. It's beautiful, and actually has sublime music in it, in it too. Ha 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 See where I went there? Okay, I'll stop. Tony Hawk 1 plus 2 is the revival of the series. I never knew that uh, would ever become a thing ever again, because I feel like the series just dove off a cliff. It just got way oversaturated, and then they just did a few cash-in games, or a few... Gimmicky games that just really didn't speak to the origins of the franchise, and I feel like that's what this does. It literally is a remaster of one and two, but what they do with bringing back all the move sets from games, basically Tony Hawk Four and back, and there's a lot of tricks you can do, and it's a really fun game. It's the same challenges, which I'm sure that might be a bummer to some people, but. The same challenges, but they do adjust it for, like, the new movesets. So, say, like, like now you can really chain together combos super fast. Like, it's very easy to do a one or two million combo if you're decent at this game. Like, if you can just master it, master it you can knock it out. But um, the thing they do is they will put the score at a little higher level. Than what it was back in the day, so like instead of doing like five thousand or two thousand for your pro score, it's like ten thousand or a hundred thousand. You know what I mean? It's like they they bumped it up because you can actually do like really crazy lines. And the thing is, is like with the game, they really took what the old environments looked like and kind of put their own twists on it. And every one of the environments is just stunning. It has amazing lighting. And it plays like you would want a modern Tony Hawk to play. So hopefully they keep going with this. Maybe they'll remaster some more in the future. I'm definitely going to sit down and just like plow through this. I, I'm loving every minute of my experience so far. It plays just like you expect it to play. The combos feel right. The moves feel right. And I did say in the last podcast that some of the landing feels a little different. It does because of the way the game is rendered and everything. But once you get your footing, it basically just feels like Tony Hawk again, which is what you want with this type of game. And I'm super excited, man. And the soundtracks amazing. Like it's all the old classic tracks. I just keep hearing these tracks, getting the nostalgic feels. And then occasionally there'll be like a more modern track. I'm like, okay, this ain't bad. And None of them really have bothered me like I don't think some of these songs that are more modern I would listen to like on a daily basis but in a Tony Hawk style getting you pumped up to skate they're awesome. So I think that's it for what I've been playing. Let's go ahead and talk about some stuff on the other side of things I've been enjoying like some movies and TV shows stuff like that I've been watching. So before I talk about anything I've been watching, well, this does relate to something I've been watching. Um kind of out of nowhere, the actor that played Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman, passed away from cancer, and he was 43 years old. And usually this type of thing doesn't really affect me too much. I think the last time when like a famous person died that affected me a lot was Robin Williams in 2014 because he was an awesome talent and he took his own life so you know that was a really big bummer for me i loved robin williams i loved his work um and i always have suffered from depression and myself so learning about him taking his own life the guy that you thought was the happiest guy in the world taking his own life was sad as hell like it really bothered me for like even now it just bums me out just thinking about it he he was he was a legend you know so ever since then i really haven't had too many celebrity that like affected me and then i saw that chadwick boseman died the amazing actor for black panther and you don't think about these people like passing away like he did something awesome with black panther it was one of those movies that was like a cultural phenomenon like especially for people of color and just what that movie represents in the black community of course i am personally not about a part of that community but i have seen what it has done you know what i mean like people wakanda forever you know that 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 is like a signal a, a, you know something that people say to each other and it was just like a cultural movement the sound everything from the soundtrack to the storyline to everything about it just was fantastic and it was one of those movies that i've watched multiple times i feel like it's a very inspiring movie and i feel like he was a very great actor in it i really haven't personally watched anything else he was in but it's just really sad to see somebody fight with just this, this horrible horrible illness cancer you know, fuck cancer right cancer sucks and took like this really just bright and fantastic actor away from us and uh, the thing is is that some people will say hey you don't know this guy um personally you didn't know him you didn't talk to him but the thing is is that the people that create art in our environment the people that you see that create things that move you are part of your life and trying to denigrate somebody mourning somebody that they didn't really personally know is kind of crap to me like i i don't think that anybody that had a moment like there's many people that have passed away that made beautiful art and they affect your your mood your mind they change the way you think a lot of times and i think black panther was one of those movies that was a cultural touchstone i know it's this big bombastic marvel movie you know millions of dollars and man hours went into this movie to make it what it is right but the thing is it hits so many people and the the thing that's so awesome about this is that kids of color you know can look at this awesome superhero you know in the face of evil and then they can see killmonger's side of the storyline if you haven't seen the movie sorry it's slight spoilers but you know he thinks he is right. You can see him. He got raised in a shitty situation. And he thought his point of view was correct. He was a very good villain in the storyline. But was he a villain? Maybe, maybe not. If It kind of has a gray area there. The movie is a CG fest. You know, it, it, it's a comic book movie. But the thing about it is that little kids of color can sit there and say, Hey, that's me on the screen. And that's a really just powerful and amazing thing that this actor did and he just pulled it off so well and it's just one of those things that this guy affected so many people one of the one of the biggest and most high-selling movies that that you've seen like it's it just so everybody saw this movie everybody knows this movie everybody knows this actor and his art affected so many people and then him passing away is just a big loss so I decided to re-watch Black Panther and the movie just hits a bit differently if you haven't watched it in a while in after he passed away. But yeah, man, two, 43 years old. It's just way too young to go. I know that's a little bit of a downer note, but I, I wanted to mention it because it had been on my mind quite a bit the past week or so. Like, you never know like when these people, when anybody's going to go. So, like, it's just cherish every, every person in your life, even people that make the art that surrounds you. I, I'd say cherish them. Support them, honor them, because you never know when they're not going to be around to make that art for you ever again. Anyway, speaking of art, I watched Bill and Ted Three. <laughs> I know it, I, it's hard to pivot when I'm serious, like I'm I'm saying a very serious note and then try to pivot to something very not serious. So I I, I watched Bill and Ted Three, and I want to say, guys, like. It really does honor the first two in the series. And the first two are just silly, goofy movies. And this is pretty much what this third in the trilogy is. It's a very just slapsticky, crazy, insane time travel story. And I told you I'm a sucker for those earlier in the show. So you know I am. And it was fun. I just had a good time watching it. I had a smile on my face the entire time. It's just lighthearted. Of course... Bill and Ted, the actors, are looking a little old, but they kind of play into that and make fun of themselves. And I think it has enough of them poking fun at themselves while, you know, continuing the storyline and finishing out the storyline from the first two in a very decent and fun way that I think it's worth your time. If you haven't seen it, if you're a fan of the first two, especially, I think this is worth your time. I wouldn't say it's the best movie I've ever seen or anything like that, but it's just fun. It's going to put you in a good mood. It has a lot of really fun jokes, and I liked it quite a bit. So I, I recommend watching Bill & Ted 3. I think I think it's just a solid little comedy, and uh, it, it'll just cheer you up. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, something else that really did cheer me up is Shits Creek, guys. Like, Shits Creek was one of those shows I started just watching on a fluke, or just watching just because I've heard good things about it, and I kind of fell in love with the characters. It's Eugene Levy's sh- baby with his son, and there's six seasons, I watched the final season, and... Dude, they they nailed it. Like, these characters that you think you're going to hate at the beginning, they're kind of annoying. They're kind of stuck-up rich people. And, of course, it's a little expected that they're going to kind of come to terms with themselves and learn who they actually are become a better family because they lose everything and have to, you know, live together in the small town that they don't want to be in. So they end up becoming, like, better versions of themselves by having to live in a situation they never thought they would be in. And... I think that by the end of the show, it's just very genuine, it's very sweet, it's very honest, and I think that the storyline and the characters and the acting just all just kind of coalesce into this awesome finale that really just gut punches you with emotion multiple times, and I was crying, and I was just a mess, and I thought they just just did such an awesome job taking a premise and then going with it and running with it, and then they're just evolving these characters over time to where you just learn to love these characters that at first are horrible terrible characters that don't give a shit about anybody but themselves and then slowly but surely over the episodes they learn to come together and be better people and then along the way it affects you and you kind of learn to love them as well and i think it's an awesome show and i highly recommend checking it out it's on netflix all the way up through the last season i ended up buying the last season because i honestly i've been trying not to like rip anything or torrent anything anymore i've been trying to just buy stuff if i want to watch it so yeah i bought that last season just because i was like dude i gotta see what happens i wanna i wanna wrap it up you know and it was available so i bought the last season and checked it out and really really enjoyed it man like i highly recommend that show if you're looking for like just a nice light-hearted comedy and uh show that you'll probably get attached to i feel like it's going to be one of those i go back to and revisit kind of like the office or scrubs where the cast and the writing and the humor just kind of makes the show just kind of be one of those that are worth revisiting so that's gonna be awesome to go back to eventually but for now i recommend it to all of you if you haven't checked out Shits creek give it a shot and i did one thing i've been kind of meaning to do for a while i started star trek next generation for the first time um i've watched a few episodes here and there of star trek Uh, especially that generation and I like them quite a bit and uh, I've watched the original series twice for some reason and I think the original series is fun to watch it has like a lot of camp it's mostly camp but there's a lot of heart and very good writing in there and very thought-provoking episodes here and there there's a lot more hokey episodes than there are thought-provoking like holy shit moments in the original series but I still think it's a great show so I finished Shits Creek and I was like, man, I need another show that I can kind of watch while I do like mundane things like cook and clean and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, hey, let's start Star Trek. And I watched a few episodes. I think I'm on episode like four or five, and it's fine. It's good. Um, Nothing has blown me away. I love the characters. I love Picard. I think that uh, Patrick Stewart was just incredible in that role. I think he just already owns it, even in the first season. So. So far so good I don't know if I'm gonna stick with it and keep watching all the episodes but I think it's gonna be one of those ones where I'm like I'm in the mood for it let's pop an episode on here and there and slowly throughout the next maybe year or so I'll watch the entire series of Next Generation I don't know if I'm gonna commit to that but we'll see and so far I'm having a good time with it I think the storylines have been pretty fascinating some of them are pretty predictable some of them are a little corny but there's been like a couple episode out of the, like the 5 I've watched that I'm like, you know what? That was not too bad. I liked it. You know, nothing's been super like, oh my god, that was amazing yet. But the characters make up for all of that. Like, if a show has an awesome cast, I can overlook some hokey storytelling and some cheesy lines here and there. But so far, I've been enjoying Next Gen, and I know it's a classic for a lot of people, so you know don't this is me going at it with fresh eyes from a 2020 perspective with watching a lot of other stuff that was actually probably inspired by it so if i say something like you know that was terrible or whatever don't feel too bad and honestly even if there was a terrible episode i probably wouldn't dwell on it especially in this show so yeah next gen's been pretty good so far uh yeah (laughs) um last thing i watched um I wasn't feeling next generation. I wasn't really feeling like doing anything the other day. I was kind of down in the dumps a little bit, but I had realized that this net, this, uh, adult slim show called Joe para talks to you was on HBO max, which mm, I'm sharing a subscription with my mom. And I was like, Oh, awesome. I'm going to listen. I'm going to watch that, man. Like the first season for this show. Okay. The pitch for the show is this quiet kind of awkward guy has a show where he kind of explains things to you, the viewer. (laughs) And the thing about it is like this guy, Joe Parra, he's very awkward, very soft-spoken, but very wholesome, which is like the number one word I would use to describe the show. Um, It's very subtle comedy. A lot of times there's a lot of things that'll make you laugh but like laughing while just being in a good mood and I think this this show is pretty much just warm blanket the show like every episode is just pure and wholesome and wonderful and it just put me in such a great mood so I watched the entirety of season two I had seen a couple episodes of it before but I hadn't actually watched the entire season yet. So I saw it was in HBO Max. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start over at the beginning of season two and watch them all. There are like 11-minute episodes. They're Adult Swim style, you know, super short episodes. But each just has like a topic. So it'd be like, Joe Pera talks to you about garden gardening, you know? And then he'll... Actually, the best one, I'll just talk about this one specifically. Joe Pera goes grocery shopping which is one of the episodes in the set in the second season and then it's basically him in the grocery store just explaining why it's beautiful and unique in a very human experience for him and i think that's something that you don't get a lot in different shows i feel like the writing and the direction of like where he takes these episodes are very human and real and very raw and he is a very awkward individual in the show I, I think that it might be himself it kind of from what i can tell in interviews and stuff it is himself but he kind of overplays it a little bit kind of adds the the more awkwardness to himself than he really is in real life you know but he's in a small town and he's just kind of like yeah i'm joe para and uh we're gonna go grocery shopping today and you know the beautiful thing about grocery shopping guys is just like it's like a museum of beautiful things and he talks to you in like in this like super subtle and really nice way and uh yeah i'm joe para and today guys we're going to be talking about fashion you know and he talks to you like that and it's just very wholesome very beautiful show and oftentimes strangely emotional and it'll get to you get to you pretty good and gets on your skin in a good way and i recommend this show guys if you haven't seen it Give it a shot. My favorite episode is from season one. It's called Joe Para Talks at Church. And he's kind of talking about his becoming addicted to a song. Like he hears a song on the radio and he becomes addicted to it. And it's just kind of him just describing how beautiful it is of this moment where you hear the song that you've never heard before and you try to share it with everybody around you. Some people love that and some people don't. And it's just a very pure and wholesome episode of a show and the kind of like, it's good encapsulation of what the show actually is. And dude, I love this show and it really speaks to me personally and man. I'm not going to re- recommend it too much. I'm not going to give away too much, but it is a little weird of a show. It's a little awkward, a little different, but to me, it really speaks to me and makes me feel comforted and happy. And that's what you're looking for in the world, right? When you look at stuff like this. So yeah, Joe Perry talks to you is highly recommended from me. Give it a shot. Try to watch some episodes of it. See what you think, but yeah, I think that's about it for this episode of Frantic Thoughts. Let's go ahead and jump into the wrap up. When God has something for you, it doesn't matter who stands against it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Frantic Thoughts. I had a really good time recording it. It's been kind of a chill week. Besides, see, at the front half, I was like, man, work sucked. I didn't want to go too deep into it just because... In case somebody from work listens to this or whatever but yeah it's been rough that aspect but besides that man i've been having a pretty damn good couple weeks and hopefully you guys have been too it's been a shitty year like it's been like insane like it feels like every time i turn around there's something bad happening so it's really hard to focus on the positive so what i want to say to you guys today just take a moment think about something awesome in your life focus on that try to make it better Or say something's not going right in your life try to focus on it and try to flip it on its head and make it better do what you can to feel better in this life because like honestly the way things are going who knows if it's gonna get any better anytime soon so the best way to like make yourself feel a little better in this world is to enjoy some art get some good company and if they haven't been social distancing distancing. make sure you uh, take the precautionary measures of course but yeah get some good company some good food get some good drink whatever cheers you up guys just like try to make the best of a shitty situation because we're all in this together i know that sounds cheesy but it's true and 2020 has been a really crazy roller coaster i feel like it's mostly been a downhill roller coaster that never wants to give you that Upward spike of relief that hey, this is done. You know, we're just on free fall all year long and It's it's been rough for all of us and I could sit here and complain and whine about my situation I'm just grateful for what I have and uh, I have a place to live. I have a house You know a Job (laughs) I have a uh, simple job not a career almost a career. This is not a career. No, no way but I have a job where I have money coming in I'm grateful for that and I'm grateful for the people around me I'm grateful for my fiance I'm grateful for my animals I'm grateful for my family my mom and stepdad and brother they live right down the road I'm grateful for my other brother in Washington and just different things like that like I try to just take these things in these people in these moments and just try to you know be happy with what I have because I know a lot of people have a lot less than I do. And it's kind of hard to like have that perspective. It's easy to lose that perspective, actually. Like When everything feels like it's just all falling apart, it's hard to sit down and just be like, yeah, everything's great. When you've had like a terrible week or terrible day, terrible hour even, and you have that thought in your head like, man, when is it going to end? But it's hard to... like. I know I'm all over the place, but it's it's easy that's what i was trying to say it's easy to just sit here and just complain about all of the things that are going wrong in your life feel down about them and complain about them and whine about them and complain about them but really there's always somebody that has it worse than you and there's there's always something good in your life that you're just not focusing all the time. There's probably more things that are good than bad in your life. And it's hard for me personally to do that. It's hard for me to separate that in my mind and say, hey, I have all these awesome things. Like I'm sitting here at a desk with a good computer that's solid, I have uh, recording equipment that I can make a show and talk to people on the internet that actually care what I have to say. You know, I have things in my life that I take for granted every single day. I think we all do. But today, sit down, just think about some things in your life that you're grateful about. Sit down and just feel comforted in the fact that, hey, everything's going to be okay. And if I put the work in, the time in, the love in, things are just going to always get a little bit better. And then hopefully, even if it's just an inch, you add up a bunch of inches, you get a mile. And you can move away from those terrible feelings that you have. And I know that maybe that that might just be me that feels that way, but I kind of feel like it isn't. Because some days it feels like everything's just stopping for me and everything's just crushing me all at the same time, you know? So if you feel that way too, I understand. And I'm here for you. And hopefully, this type of show where I'm talking about silly things like video games, and movies, and TV shows, all the stuff that's more distraction than anything, can give you like a little bit of repri- like a reprise, some something to to give you a smile, to lighten the mood, because we all need that. And um, um, I'm a huge podcast person. I love podcasts. I love conversation. Of talking to people, I'm nervous and anxious person, an awkward person, but I love talking to people and I love hearing conversations and I love people joking around. I just love all of that stuff. Podcasts are probably my favorite medium. Like I, I just love people talking about whatever, just getting stuff off their chest, and hopefully I can be that guy for you occasionally, and uh, just know that the little bit of stress I release here helps me daily and hopefully it does the same for you. So yeah guys um, thanks for listening to the show like always I always enjoy doing it and just getting some stuff off my chest and the world isn't going to end anytime soon that thing you're stressing about you can do it It's doable. You can get over it. You can overcome it. And when everything feels hopeless, hopefully, you have something to lean on, and you have uh, some good things to think about. Just try to try to take stock of what you have, because sometimes that's really hard to do when everything is just feels like it's just crumbling. So yeah, thanks for listening to this episode of Frantic Thoughts. I have some plugs. Follow me at Frantic Society on Twitter. And uh, you can see all the cool stuff I do. I don't really want to sit here and do a spiel. Just say, hey guys, I love you. Whoever you are, whoever's listening to this. All the love's going out to you. Thanks for listening to the show. And I'll catch you on the net. <clears throat> I'll catch you. I got a little choked up. I'll catch you on the next one. Thanks, guys. Peace.